I guess we should start the podcast. Yeah. That- no, wait. Yep. So just no need for bullshit. All right, fine. You're listening to The Dollop on the All Things Comedy Network. This is a bicycle podcast where each week I, lover of sheets, man with good-looking toes, guy who does a podcast with a man who never murdered my father, Dave Anthony, reads a story from American history to his best friend and idol. Hi, I'm a total piece of crap. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. All right, great. And called it, quote, his jam pad. Jam pad? I'm the fucking hippo guy! Dave, okay. My name's Gary. <laughs> My name's Gary. Wait, is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tiggly Podcast. Okay. This is like anarchy! On a five-part coefficient. <laughs> My room's Now hit him with the puppy. You both present sick arguments. <laughs> no sleep tell hippo! No sleep tell hippo! That action part. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. <laughs> Rhoda. Rhoda in the court. The dollop is brought to you in part by Helix Sleep. Gareth and I, of course, both uh, Helix mattress sleepers. Uh, my son has one. Uh, we got one in the, the room I share with the lady. Uh, Gareth has one in the room he shares with his cat. Everybody, everybody enjoys it. I've had the mattress for years now. Uh, my sleep is better. My pet, my my wife's sleep is better. Everyone, it's a miracle worker. It comes in a box to your house, and you open that baby up, and it comes to life. It's like watching a birth of a big. Cylinder thing that turns flat, you know, that kind of animal. Helix Sleep, of course, a premium mattress brand that provides uh, tailored mattresses based on, you know, your sleep preferences. The Helix lineup has uh, 14 unique mattresses, luxury models. They got ones for big and tall sleepers, even a mattress made for kids. It's all there. So, how do you know which Helix mattress is going to work best for you? You ask. What you do is you go to Helix, you take there's sleep quiz, a couple of minutes. It tells you what mattress you need, what's going to work for you, and bam, you're gone. You can get a 100-night risk-free trial when you try out a new Helix mattress. You see how your body likes it. If it's not the right fit, they're going to return it for a full refund. Everybody's a little bit different. Everyone sleeps a little differently, and so that's why Helix has a bunch of different mattress models to choose from. I have the Dusk Lux, which I was matched with in the Helix Sleep Quiz. It's a it's a firm mattress. I sleep on my fingertips and my ankles. So it's a unique situation, but it is perfect for me. It's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Uh, Helix mattresses are American-made. They come with a 10- to 15-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. Also, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. So get in on it. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash dollop with Helix. Better sleep starts now. 
We are also brought to you by Mizzen and Maine, the inventors of the performance fabric dress shirt. Oh, Mizzen and Maine. It is a very comfortable shirt. Uh, it's like athletic wear fit kind of, but it, uh, like a custom dress shirt at the same time. It's very lightweight. It's moisture wicking. You look good. We look good. We both. That's all Garrett's wearing now. He's all, I love Mizzen and Maine. They're my new dress shirt. I mean, he doesn't sound like that, but you guys get the point. Maybe he does. Here's the best thing about Mizzen and Maine for me. No dry cleaner. I don't have to go to the dry cleaner. I can throw it in the wash. I wash it, pop it out, bam, ready to go. Throw it on. I'm outside. I'm wondering why I don't have pants on. Mizzen and Maine, of course, originally known for their famous dress shirts, uh, but now they make incredibly comfortable flannels. They got no tuck shirts. Got performance polos for those of you gentlemen who are poloing performance-wise. They got chinos. All kinds of stuff going on. With Mizzen and Maine, uh, it's never felt better to look your best. Super comfortable. I can't say it enough. And they've got over 30,000 five-star reviews, so you know they're going to make a sweet, sweet product. Mizzen and Maine fits in perfectly for me and Gareth. When we're traveling or on the road, it is like the perfect shirt. Super comfortable. I like to touch it a lot. It's a weird... I should probably stop because people are staring at me, but I like to touch the shirt. I would call myself a shirt-touching freak at this point. Used to wear, I used to wear this stiff dress shirt. I don't have to do that anymore. It's just, it feels good. Everybody come over and, hold on, don't touch me. I'll touch me. You, t- you get your own mizzen and main shirt and you touch you. That's the point of the whole ad. So look, I'm thankful I found mizzen and main. It's amazing to not have to go to the dry cleaner. Trust me. Mizzen and Maine just turned 10, so they've got great deals running on their site all summer long. Right now, if you go to MizzenandMaine.com and use promo code DOLLOP, you're going to receive $25 off any regular price order of $130 or more. That's $25 off when you go to M-I-Z-Z-E-N-A-N-D-M-A-I-N.com and use our promo code DOLLOP. I can't believe I spelled that the first time. And we are also brought to you by a Notion. Notion, of course, is an all-in-one team collaborative tool. It combines note-taking and document sharing and wikis and project management and all, all this uh, really good stuff into one space. It's very simple. It's very powerful. And it's very well-designed. Notion's customizable workspace can be uh, tailored to realize any workplace OKRs or major life events, any of the big stuff. And if that's not enough, Notion's also has a massive network of millions of users, and they're always creating templates and tutorials. And so you get a tool that's getting better all the time, and you're finding new stuff all the time, and it's, you're growing together. And look, while Notion's going to make you uh, more efficient more productive at work, it also helps you organize your personal life, which also helps work, which also helps professional life. It works together. Right now, I'm using Notions. I got a bunch of different scripts going. I got a bunch of different uh, planning for the trips going. I got pictures to put in. I got all kinds of stuff going for the live dollops. And so it's a great way to just look at everything, know where I am with each, each project, and how much work I have to do. And then on top of that, I'm like, oh, and uh, I need milk. Is me and the wife going to pick it up? Ah, we can both just look at notions. So all the personal stuff is happening there, too. What's going on with the kids' baseball? I got it all in one place now. It makes everything super easy. Just way easier. Now I can calm down. 
So look, you can get started uh, for free at Notion.com. That's Notion.com to start for free. That's Notion.com to take the first step toward organized, productive work and life today. All right, Gareth, what are your dates? All right, Dave, thanks for talking to me like that. Uh, Listen, everybody, some big stuff coming up. Uh, This week, I'll be at the Punchline in Sacramento, California. Then on uh, the 16th, I'll be at Savage Henry in Eureka, California. But the 17th, I'll be recording there. So I'm asking people to please go to that show first. Uh, That's Saturday, September 17th, Eureka, California, Savage Henry Comedy Club. Then September 20th. Uh, a Tuesday, hot night. I will be at Helium in Portland at 8 o'clock. That is Tuesday, September 20th. Also recording there, so please come to that. And then Laughs Comedy Club in Seattle on September 22nd. Also recording there. Would love people to come to that show, too. And then maybe my last stand-up date of the year will be September 23rd, Friday, in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, at the Rio Theater at 8 p.m. So go to GarethReynolds.com for all those tickets. Uh, Join me for those shows. And then, Dave, we also are rocking and rolling in a van across the country looking to make some puns in history. (laughs) You should see Dave's face. He's having so much fun right now. October 20th, we will be in, uh, man, my website says Munhall, Pennsylvania. It might be there. We're going to be in Pittsburgh. That might be it. Pittsburgh. We'll be in Pittsburgh. Maybe it's Munhall. Listen, no, Munhall, look. you've got a beautiful-sounding town. Let us inside. Then uh, October Ew. 21st, we'll be in Cleveland, Ohio. October 27th, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Royal Oak, Michigan, October 28th. November 3rd, Nashville. November 5th, St. Louis. November 6th, Indianapolis. November 8th, closing her out. Kansas City, Missouri, baby. Go to dollappodcast.com for all those tickets. What are we not doing, Columbus? Did I not say it? We are doing Columbus. So maybe I just missed Shit, it. I, I didn't have that. Well, I, I refuse to say the name because of what he Why? did when he came here. Because he's a, oh, Columbo? a horrible... Yeah, Columbo, no, I think it's yeah. named after the TV show. Oh, Col- oh, okay. So then we can promote it. Okay, so then yeah. for those of you who live in Colombo, uh, we will be there October 19th, which is a Wednesday. We'll be in Colombo right before <laughs> Munhall. By the way, for those of you who are just listening... Uh, you don't get to see that Dave is garbed out in all the Herschel Walker uh, campaign swag right. that he could find. So if you're That's interested right. in watching uh, us do this show, or if you're interested in some of the extras we do, which is uh, along the lines of uh, Chollop, which is a chat weekly mm-hmm. about some t- current event topic, or extra smallups, or Q&As, or even when I take these fucking quizzes that I ace, um, you can join the Dollop <laughs> Patreon. We like to think it's pretty reasonable, uh, unlike Dave, who again is Garbed out in Herschel Walker campaign gear right now. Well, I love my Hirsch. Uh, I not. I don't like. I don't care about his football past or anything. I, I like what he has to say now. Yeah. No. Uh, he's... The other day he came out and he said, uh, "Mumful Burgers, would you like a pancake?" And I was like, "This guy." It's a pretty good promise. If he can get that it. done. Yep. Look out. If you yep. go to Washington and can get that done, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're we're big on the Herschel Walker train here at the Dollop. Uh, yeah, very similar. If to you our haven't ideology. listened for a while and you're just tuning in for the first yeah. time in a minute, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but we are all about the Hersh. Uh, yeah, we love it. We love Herschel Walker. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you, we th- th- this race is too close to call. So if you yeah. are in Georgia, please help, help us push him over the edge. Like mm-hmm. a running back who's kind of being stalled at the, the defensive line and just needs yeah. a couple of his guys to kind of just give him a little boost over. Through. We can get if we can get Herschel Walker into the Senate, we could see some real changes. A lot of Good change. Ones. Well, we keep saying we want young blood, but we still want it to be demented. Yes. So that's the goal. I got so sunburned driving Why back not? from Vegas yesterday. Look at that. You had your arm out the car? No, I just had the window down. And it just, oh, you I had the got, window down. That was, I, had, I consider I went that sleeveless. out of the car. I went sleeveless. You went sleeveless? Topless? I was, I was naked. I was driving. You were naked. naked. I lost all this stuff at a Holden tourney. And so I drove back from Vegas naked. How'd you uh, sell the car, though? Well, I didn't bet the car. I'm not an idiot. I just bet my clothes and all my money. (laughs) You don't think very much of me, do you, pal? No. Uh, I got to be honest, and the reason is because the conversations like this, they make me, every time, I'm stunned. Did we do the podcast? Yep, we finished. Thanks, everybody. Um, Oh, one more thing. Yeah. We have a new podcast coming out very shortly. So buckle yeah. up, everybody. It's called The Past Times. Oh, that's all in motion to get it up. Now. Emmy, Emmy Buzz. Emmy Buzz. All right. Three, two, one, date it. Uh, oh, shit. I should pull it up. Where'd it go? Uh, professional, professional, professional. September 23rd, 1884. Year of our Lord. Jesus Cristo, who, of course, is Jesus Christ. Eugene Talmadge was born in Forsyth, Georgia. Gene grew up on a cotton farm. He was uh, not raised to be a farmhand. His parents were like, no, you're going to do better than that. Okay. Uh, he and his sister, Mary Lynn, were educated. Gene's first hero was Napoleon. Wow. Good Lord. Hey, pick one. You got to pick a good one. And when you're a young kid and you see a guy tearing through Europe, you're like, that's the guy. That's the guy. There's a red flag. Stick to picking cotton instead of picking Napoleon as your hero. Boy, we're off to a banging start. Yeah, it's terrible. People should probably turn this off. Going good. He constantly carried around uh, Napoleon's biography and would uh, bait people saying, like, I, I can read any quote in it and I can memorize any, know any quote. And then they'd be like, no, no, you no. And then he'd just start spouting, quoting it. Like, he knew the he, book. He memorized specifically the Specifically the Napoleon book, not just yeah. any quote. No, the Napoleon like book. Machine. Okay, so he knew every Napoleon quote. That's cool. Yeah. Well, you get, I'm, I'm sure he got along with other kids great because that's not weird. It's cool. Kids I'm love sure. it still. If you go down to like a skate park. How, how old is just, he when this is happening? Well, he's a child. He's like 10 or something. Okay. 11. All right. Like he's, Man, if he keeps this up, there's going to be a lot of sex in this guy's future. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, at school, Gene was known for his speaking ability. He got top marks in debate. Uh, also a bit of a rascal, if I do say so. I'm going to call him a rascal. Are you allowed to say that? I okay. have. Uh, a schoolmate, quote, he had a great deal of devilment in him, always playing jokes. He loved to start fights between the boys and then sit on a fence rail and laugh while they battled it out for no reason. Not a joke. So what? that's, that's not a like prank. that. That's not like a prank. That that's yeah. an instigator. That's, that's like a, a shit oh, kid. It's a different word. Uh, fun, rascal. Fun. <laughs> 
fun joke. He was a prankster. He liked to stab the teachers. He was a bit of a jokester. He lit fires in buildings where people were. You know, he had a good sense of humor. He liked to push women into the street. He was very, very funny. He drowned animals. This guy, I'm telling you, get if, if you're in a bar next to him, saddle up close, because you're going to have a giggle all night when he really just starts bar fights and hurts others. It's going to be My. unbelievable. Every time about the time he gassed the hotel, this guy is just, he's full of them. He, I mean, we're uh, talking about pranked. an 1800s Ashton Kutcher. He pranked uh, uh, Larry one time. He told Larry that uh, Jeff was sleeping with his wife, and then uh, Larry Larry killed Jeff. Uh, <laughs> but oh my god, what a prank! Well, and also the timing of the reveal at the wake. Yeah, I mean everyone's grieving, and then he yeah. goes, he goes, "Hey, guess what didn't happen? Oopsie poopsie!" <laughs> and we yeah. all we all went, "Well, you yeah. know, he's dead." But I mean, but so very funny. funny, good stuff, very funny. So he goes to college, he gets a law degree, uh, gets a job at a law firm, but he's bored and not happy. Okay. Uh, his father, Tom, was uh, a very big landowner, uh, a sure. big farm, and, no, and known in the state capital, right? He's got connections. Sure. So he asked a legislator, friend for help, quote, I've got a son out of college, smart, a good worker, but so goddamn mean, I can't do anything with him. Sorry, he's a prankster. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, okay, prankster. We established that he likes to have a joke. Yeah, yeah. Um, So his pranks sometimes are a little tough, like they're a little over the top, you know what I mean? Like some... Some of the pranks are a little That's spicy. Napoleon was just making goofs across Europe. Yeah, I mean, Napoleon it, was a goofer. It was a goofer. Yeah, a big He's time. Like, it was, he was just, he honestly named one difference between him and Jamie Kennedy. I, yeah, okay. Thank that's, you. I can't. Thank you. No, you got me there. You always Thank get me with you. that one. You always get me with that one. Thank you. Uh, so his friend, get, he's like, all right, I'll take him on. He can come and work on the staff. Okay. Um, so he goes to work for legislator William Peterson. Peterson then sends him, I assume because things don't work going great, he sends him to uh, work at a law practice in the tiny town of Ma- Mount Vernon, which was basically run by the Peterson family. So he's like, okay, now you're going to go hang out with my clan and maybe they'll whip you into shape. Okay. And there, Gene met and married Maddie Thurmond P- Peterson, uh, okay. known as Mitt. So he married a lady named Mitt. Mm, yum. I mean, that's... You want me to take this bait? I don't need it. No, there's no... What, what could be baitish about a young lady named... Yeah, he's banging a lady, Mitt. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Uh, she was a take-to-shit young widow. Uh, she had a six-year-old son. Jean's just terrible personality led to him not being able to get a lot of work as a lawyer in the town. Wow. I mean, when lawyers are like, you suck. Yeah, I don't want to be around you. You're bad. You talk a lot. That's for lawyers. I can't believe I'm saying this. You're a shitty person, and we're lawyers. Also, everyone there is poor, uh, so he would get paid in chickens and eggs or milk or whatever. Nice. That's great. That is great, actually. That'd be great. Yeah. I had I'm a dude at my need... show this weekend who had a ton of, he was like, I have a ton of chickens. And I was like, how'd sure. you get them? And he was like, the internet. <laughs> what? And I was like, all right, relax. 
Take it easy. Yeah, it was like, yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, I'm tired, so there might be some yawning. Just relax. Wow. Just get off my back. Mitt's late husband had left her a 2,000 acre farm. Sleeping caps a bit much. Okay. 2,000 acre farm. That's a Mitt. lot. Yeah. Um, it's about 20 miles away. So Gene's like, oh, farm, big farm, big profits. He convinced her to move because she didn't want to go, but he convinced her to move and start farming there. Very green acres. And then he found out farming was super hard. Sure. He's like, what? Where's all the stuff? Yeah. Don't where's, all just... the, where's all the corn? Where's all the I, things? I thought I'd just spray some water around. Is that not farming? Is it all underground? I just I looked for carrots. Under, there's nothing. This is not a farm. This is oh. just a big plot of bullshit. Hold on. There's a chicken. Huh. Right there. Hmm. So we're Guess on to something. That's good? All right. Oh, that's not ours. Hmm. Uh, where, honey, where are you? I'm right behind you. Oh, I'm so lost. <laughs> I'm I just, just heard a voice from the cloud say, if I build it, it, they will come. Oh, no. We need to make it a brothel. What? Yeah. If we build a brothel, they'll come. Honey, this is our calling. There's no this way in hell that hasn't voice. been done as a porn already. Oh, man. Uh, hey, bro, Field of Wet Dreams, need I go on? No, come on. don't. I'm doing a lot of uh, early 90s movie yeah. comedy lately. Sure, yeah. Uh, so... Amit said, quote, we weren't hardly in the place and starting to plant before Gene decided he didn't want to be no farmer. Okay. So he starts taking off and Mitt just starts to farm it alone. So he's like, look at all this farmable land. And then he's like, this sucks. You do it. I got to go. Yeah, basically. Right. Okay. Uh, a lot of old black farmers nearby taught her how to farm. Uh, okay. Thanks to Mitt, the farm slowly became profitable and Gene would practice law uh, he also spent endless hours playing games of checkers. That was more his thing. Hmm. Hmm. Which could start Just, to make money. We don't know how. We don't know if there's going to be no, a pro checker league. Like, this no, could be the story of the first pro checker league. You don't know. For sure. Yeah. No. I mean, you and get he's training. if you're in the monarchy. Yeah. Uh, I think um, it's so strange to, like, I always think, like, the... I mean, like, there's just so little to do. So Checkers was just yeah, barn burner. Really fun. Oh yeah, because Checkers in my lifetime was enjoyable, and oh, I yeah. had cable. Yeah, like back then you're like they just they've they've done it they've done it, and then like old people are like these kids are wasting their lives at these checkerboards. Yeah, it's but look at all that they're just check they're always at the checkerboard. They're not it's. Get out there and do something with your lives. You're, you're gonna, we're going to evolve into a species with arched necks because you're always looking down at your checkers. Um, Ridiculous. No. What's wrong with a stick? <laughs> just put it in your face. What's wrong with just having a stick in your pants? Okay. That's a good game. Grandpa, go back in the house. The good game is put Take a your stick pills! In when I was younger, oh, you used to put a rock in each one of your socks. No, 
No one did and that. And that was, that was a game. No, it wasn't. I played that for five years without no, telling anyone. No, you didn't. Well, I could have, because Checkers wasn't around rotting our brains. You've all lost the plot. You. Get a trouser stick, you, you kids. Go take your pill. So sick of everyone. Go, why don't you go get a stick for your pants? Yeah, no, I heard that. I don't know what I've said and what I haven't said sometimes. Oh, nobody does. This door's locked. Oh, it's a push. His uh, Gene's attitude towards uh, black people is pretty typical for the time. Um, he thought they were childlike. So super open and oh. uh, barely removed uh, from savages should be controlled and segregated for mutual benefit of society. Uh-huh. Now, every white pr- every white person had their own sort of segregation uh, I'm line. I'm sorry, can we use the proper term, crackers? Go ahead. Uh, every cracker had their own segregation line and let black people into their lives as long as they're staying in their place and they're comfortable with it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so Gene and his wife would hire black and white workers. Uh, uh, Gene and Mitt, Gene starts working a little bit. He's working the fields with them. He would invite black workers to eat lunch in the house at the okay. table, not, a, not next to them, across the table. Okay. That's one of the lines, so right? This you is don't very want them. progressive. Yep. Um, right. Most white farmers would not do that. They wouldn't let them eat in the house. But Gene considers the workers still to be in their place if they're there. So everyone has their own line. That's what I'm trying right. to get to. Yeah, it's and either and no matter where it is, it's it's pretty. Cool, it's bad. Is what your your yeah, quote no, is saying. Terrible. You are yeah. you like the way? Yeah, it works. yeah. It's not treating them like human beings, right? So you're into that. When uh, his personal line was crossed, though, he let people know. Like one summer, a northern man and his wife and their black butler uh, stopped in town, and the wife and butler were strolling around eating apples, and the town lost its shit completely. Oh my god. The merchants came out and threatened them from their stores, and Gene burst out of the courthouse waving an axe with another lawyer who was waving a hammer and screaming. Jesus so they handled Christ. it well. The town- First of all, who's got office axes? <laughs> who's, who's just got, you know what I mean? Like, you get your little, like, yeah, your yeah. desk set up. That's my axe. I'm going to need that. Just um, in case. And this is because she and the butler were eating apples. Well, together? just walking around, just strolling, strolling about eating apples as if they're as having if they're a human equals. experience together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Having right. a human experience. And the town completely went insane. Look, the if butler, you want to walk around with the butler, you can. If you want to eat an apple with the butler, maybe. But walking around eating apples, my God. I not, mean, you're lucky I have an axe in my office. Not here. No, thank you. The butler ran off and no one ever saw him again. That's how. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Georgia had. That is quite a. I'm not saying. Uh, look, it's very difficult to put yourself in the position of someone who is, you know, unable to walk and eat an apple with someone. Sure. But, uh, you know, I mean, maybe you run to take cover. Give it a couple hours. Mm-hmm. But she's, mm-hmm. has anyone seen him? Mm-hmm. That's it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. What? 
it's just very upsetting that this is how it ends. Because he was... What? A companion in many ways. Okay. Yeah. Just hope he's okay. No. No? Not. Don't care. No. Don't hope. What What are you all talking about? Oh, fuck. What is it? Go sit down behind the truck. I heard that a black butler and a woman were eating an apple. When I was younger, you weren't even allowed to eat the apples. Okay. Yeah, they were hats. No, no. Yeah, you could take out your eyeball and put a baby no. one in it. You kind of did. No. Oh, I don't even know what's real. No, Life's- shut up. I tried to shut up, but oh fuck! I lost my, I lost my pant twig. No, you didn't. Oh, okay. Um, so Georgia had what was known as a county unit electoral system. Um, so it gives each county two votes for every rep it has in the legislature. Legislature. Okay. Um, basically, it can void the popular vote. That's basically okay. what it's for. So it's, right, it's, nice. it's run by rural politicians to control shit. Nice. Man, and, I got to say, make us great again. Soon. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, so also each county uh, was controlled by what was known as the courthouse gang. So it was a group of dudes who controlled the courthouse and all the positions of power. I, I just... And, it, it, it's... Yeah. <laughs> I, I I guess in the time that we've done this show, mm-hmm. I used to be like, we got to get back to a time when things were better. <laughs> and I suppose the lesson of the program is that that time just doesn't exist. That's right. It's always something like court gang is something that people are like, that's fine. The courthouse gang. Yeah. Yeah. The courthouse I mean, gang. What are we going to do? We got a courthouse gang. And if, if you, you say, vote, they can they can uh, overrule it. If you say instead of saying we need to get back to a time when things were better, you should just say, "Hi, I'm white." Yeah. Okay. And then, I've tried that. And even then, white poor people also fucking suffering and workers like well, I'm rich I and also white. Think, basically, I also just think that it is like there is so much omitted from what you know. It's like, I mean, we we talk about this all the time, but like the the way that the founding fathers were romanticized when you're yeah. kind of indoctrinated into that, you do go like, they had a great plan. Yeah, and then it's didn't. like the, yeah, they didn't, they were fucking pricks and we've just been pricks man. the whole time. And, and we're just, we're my, we maybe are flourishing now, maybe. but, uh, are we? Yeah. I don't know. Where? I mean, flourishing in the nightmare. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, so ball- ballots were not secret, so the courthouse gang knew how you were voting, and um, you get punished like for not voting right. One of I the like big that. things they would do is they wouldn't pave the roads around your farm or take I like, care of I them. Like, I like all this. This is, this is good. So the roads are mostly dirt roads. Uh, they had big trenches that broke truck axles. You know, it, was, it, was a, you know, it would rain and everything would get fucked up. Right. So bad road roads and a farmer couldn't compete. Like he couldn't take his stuff to market. Right. So and that's Mac- important for a farmer. Uh, sometimes. Right. 
In McRae, Gene started hanging around the county courthouse to try to get into the courthouse gang, but he couldn't because he was such a dick that nobody liked him. Wow. So uh, he was just Gene, and he became so unpopular, it was difficult for him to win a case in front of the jury in McRae. Okay. His father used his pull to get him appointed as solicitor of the city court. Okay. So, like, that's like an end around to get into the courthouse gang. You're, like, getting a position of power. So nerdy, too. I mean, it's all bullshit, but the idea that they're, like, we don't want him. And then he's, like, um, so now I'm part of it because of Papa. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. But Do you want to, oh. does anyone want to guess some Napoleon quotes? No. Well, if you ever want to no. kick around some Napoleon trivia or quotes, Nobody I've got a does. bunch of them memorized. It's not. And look, no. I don't want it to be weird because I know you guys didn't want me in the courthouse gang, but here mm-hmm. I am. So yeah. I don't want it to be weird. Hello, my hey. name's Eugene. You can call me Gene. So they hated him so much, they got the state legislature to eliminate the job. Oh, wow. So he was like, showed up one day, and they're like, your position doesn't exist anymore. He's like, what? But... <laughs> The whole nepotism. My nepotism. So he became friends with a guy named J.C. Thrasher, who's also trying to break into the courthouse gang and having trouble. J.C. Thrasher. Yeah. And uh, J.C. <laughs> Thrasher always, uh, he was a big dude. He, he was always eating food out of his pockets. He, his pockets are filled with food. And he was always, so we have a character. <laughs> hey, how's everyone doing? Huh? Want a little lasagna from my pants? <laughs> There you go. Pens on. What kind of what kind of salad you want? Um, do you have like yeah. a fruit salad? Caesar, yeah, fruit salad? <laughs> Are you crazy? Of course, no. I have a fruit salad. I got it right here oh. in this pocket. Here you go. Thank what you. kind of dressing you want on your fruit salad? Ranch. Ranch. Blue cheese. <laughs> yeah, no ranch for Balsamic. sure on a fruit salad. Yeah. A little fresh ground pepper. Mm-hmm. There you go. Are you any chicken wings? Yeah, yeah. Of course I do. There you go. What do you want, thighs or uh, legs? Yeah, I like the thighs, actually. All right, there you go. There you go. Hold on, let me pull this grill out of from my crotch a little bit. Get Ooh. these a little warmed up for you. All right. Anything else? You guys want anything to uh, drink? Maybe some beers, something like that? Uh, you got any Kool-Aid? Yeah, I got a bunch of Kool-Aid. What flavor do you want? I got grape. Uh, I got fruit cherry. punch. I got cherry. Yeah, absolutely. Here you go. Cherry. Let me just mix okay. that up for you. Just get that pitcher out of my pants. There we go. You got a fondue? Right, I got a, let me take a look in here. I know I have uh-huh. one. I don't know if I have, oh, yeah, yeah. I got a fondue pot right here. Okay. Here you go. Beautiful. You. Uh, here you go. There's some, uh, some celery. I could really go for a soft pretzel, too. Broccoli. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, you want a Bavarian? Yeah. There you go. There's a Bavarian soft pretzel. Here you go. All right. There you go. Uh, anything else? Suggest, Just some broccoli, uh, I guess. I need some greens. In I, gave there too. I gave oh, you broccoli. I gave you broccoli. Yeah, yeah, for the fondue. That's right there. So you see, oh. you got the wings, the broccoli, the fruit Thank salad you. with the blue cheese dressing. Mm-hmm. You got uh, the Kool Aid and uh, the chicken wings. Uh, so yeah, do you guys anything else you want to nice close out? A cheesecake for dessert would be good. Some cheesecake for sure. Hold on, that's yeah. right near my knee is yeah. a cheesecake. You got a there lot you of go. pants. You got a lot of pants pockets. These pants are, yeah, I mean, look, I got a bunch of food in my pants. I am what uh-huh. I am. Uh, yeah, I'm a walking restaurant. All right, so here you go. There's a cheesecake. 
Uh, all right. So your total, because it, it's I'll, a late I'd actually 18. also, if I could just get a, a little uh, soup, just a little uh, <laughs> Yeah. What kind do you want? I, got, I have chicken noodle. I have uh-huh. a wild rice. Uh-huh. I have a minestrone. Yeah. Um, there's Anything some gazpacho vegetarian? if you want that. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. The minestrone is vegetarian. I have oh, it, it with is. noodles and without noodles. Yeah, you. Uh, Let's do the without like. noodles. Uh, okay, so just mainly beans and bullshit. Okay, that was so a here back you go. Pocket. That's there a back you go. pocket. Yeah. Thing. Well, a lot of these are back pockets. I mean, to be honest, these are these aren't pants as much as they just are a food curtain. Um, yeah. All right, so there you go. Okay. Thanks. All right, so uh, your total today. I'm sorry, what? This is not. Uh, this is just a friendly exchange. Oh. Okay. All right. Good to. Good to talk. Take care, guys. Yeah, yeah. See you later. Ow! What happened? Uh, a lot of stuff spilled. <laughs> so uh, he's also trying to break into the courthouse gang, and Gene helps him get Here, elected. Let's use these carrots to get inside. He get he helps him get elected to county commissioner. So he's got a man on the inside, and then Thrasher makes Gene the county attorney. Okay. So now they're both in there, and uh, using their power, they built a lot of roads, took the county's 20000 surplus and turned it into a $89,000 deficit. Okay. But they were just trying to, they're trying to stay ahead of the courthouse gang and so they can't get taken down. And then Gene's like, well, look, I got I to gotta move up to state rep to, to, to not let these, to get ahead of these guys and so they can't fucking wait. But uh, uh, there, the roads thing is that just pertaining particularly to Gene and his farm? Is that what no, this no, is? no? Roads all over the place. They're helping so they're people just, build they're roads. Just, so they're doing good stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's okay. putting the county in a serious debt. But right. whatever, it's helping but people. It's infrastructure, as we'd call yeah. it. And the courthouse gang is opposed to that, partially they because yeah, they, they like, like to pick which road. Uh, right, and they yeah. can yeah, they can use it to control people. Okay. Okay. Um, so now he's going to run for state rep. And Mitt's like, no, I don't want you to run for state rep. First of all, because I'm a Mitt. Secondly, um, yeah. yeah. She you. hates politics. She doesn't like it. Uh, she thinks he's abandoning the farm. She's not happy about that. He just keeps campaigning. He doesn't care. He just keeps going. And then he loses. Okay. And a few years later, he runs You know what you state. do if that happens? This is What's what that? you do. You go home. You go, honey. You find out you lose. You go home and you go, honey, you know, I've been thinking about it. You don't want me to do it. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. <sighs> you already did it. I'm pulling out. You lost. I called him earlier and I told him I don't want to do it. I said, I'm Well, done. you lost. I said, my wife is opposed to it and I love my wife and I like the farm. And to you me, lost. seeing myself not on the farm for a minute, I don't know. That's just not the vision I got for myself. I said, I want to come home and put on a mitt. Wink, wink. No. Okay. Let's go Get out to the no. penthouse for a little fornication and coitus in that no. order. No. Come on. Nope. So he runs for state senate, and the courthouse gang really wants to stop him. So they bring a case before a grand jury accusing Gene of fucking his mule. And well, hold on. Let's not <laughs> just yet. let's not end right away, shall we? Let's take a minute. Um, okay. So they're going for it. They're yeah, really yeah, 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 yeah. 
they're going for. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They were like, we could say he's having an affair. And one guy's like, say he's fucking the mule. The mule. Yeah. Well, that'll do. Okay. Yes, so he's farm mule. Yeah. So now it's out there that he's a uh, a mule porker. Well, yeah, his anti, uh, the anti-gene people, the people against him would say, quote, you wouldn't vote for no mule screwing son of a bitch, would you? Like that was like. I would. <laughs> yeah, very much so. By the way, I, if, that, that's the th- I always think that, too. It's like, I, who gives a fuck? I'd vote for a mule porker. I don't care what you do to your mule as long as you get me. Yeah, votes. if you if you have give me a if you give me a high speed rail, bang yeah. away. I, you can high speed mule it. He, he tries to play it off like, yeah, I'm a mule fucker. Like you guys are just doing this shit to get me out of office. He's trying to own it. His family's yeah, embarrassed. Mules, it's not great. Not great. Not a great idea. Yeah, it's not great. So, but he win, He wins the popular vote. We like his what he's doing with the livestock. But his enemies in the General Assembly ruled he lost because of the whole setup of that's how they do it. Right. Uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a good system. In 1924, J.J. Brown is the state agricultural commissioner, and he oversees fertilizer and oil, which he uses as rackets. It's a corruption sure. thing he's got going on. So farmers are dependent on um, chemical fertilizer because they overfarmed, and that's still a thing today. Mm-hmm. And Brown employed fertilizer inspectors, but they would do it at the factory before it went in the bag. So when a farmer bought a bag of fertilizer, it was maybe 50% chemical fertilizer and then just a bunch of sand. Like, it was just a scam. Oh, wow. And then they would pay off the inspectors, and then they'd right. pay off Brown. So one inspector, uh, the oil inspectors were just looking at it. they just open up a train tank and look in and go, yep, there's oil, and that's that was it, and they got paid for that. So cushy jobs, but you had to vote in campaign for Brown, so he has a lot of supporters and a lot of enemies. Okay. Right? It's a whole system yeah. he's got set up. Sure. And it's in place. It's been in place uh, for a long time, and then a 100 legislatures get together at a meeting, and they decide they need to run someone against Brown, and they pick a guy to find someone, and he, he goes to Gene. And Gene goes around and talks to each one of the 100 guys. He borrows a car. Uh, people lent him a dress shirt because he only had one. So he, had, he got dress shirts from different people to go to these meetings. And he got all 100 guys on board. And then, and then those 100 guys told the courthouse gang, they're like, look, we're running Eugene Talmadge for, for uh this position and they're not happy about it, but they're like, okay, it's the party line. We're going to let you have this one. So Gene campaigns and he's a big hit. People really like him. He's a really, really good speaker. He's very dynamic. He's very entertaining. Um, he's angry. He's funny. He's profane. Um, people loved his like intense directness and he cut his hair. So when he'd yell, his hair would flop in his face. Like it was a whole thing he had going on. It's just, it sounds like a clown. I know. So stupid. Yeah. Uh, he used Bible passages. Like, he did everything he needed to do. Uh, sure. He yeah, would he's call got clown hair and Bible passages. He's he, like a Christian carrot top. He called the, uh, the oil inspectors the oily boys. Like, he had all those little, you know, oh, those little tricks. Oh, boy. That's a good one. Um, and he paints himself. He's an outsider. He's an independent guy, self-sufficient farmer, alone against the the you know all the guys coming after him and all that mm-hmm. shit. Called himself a real dirt farmer, and then he won in September 1926. He beat 
uh, one of the most entrenched corrupt powers in the state. Mitt is like, I'm not going to Atlanta. I'm not going to. That's where you got your fucking job. I'm not going. Um, that probably worked for Gene because uh, a friend said, quote, Gene had a real magnetism around women. He usually had about four girlfriends. I remember one day he was going to visit one and was worried that he might be seen. So he asked me to get him a wig and a mustache, which I did. And he wore it that night. Wow. So he. OK. So he's not banging mules, but he is banging. He's banging, not mules okay. that we and know of. And he's walking around like Ringo yeah. Starr during the White Album to That's correct. sort of cover his tracks a little bit. Um, so his first day at the agriculture department, he goes in, and it's empty. There's no one there. Because he campaigned that he was going to fire them all for being corrupt. So they just all left before he even got there. It's pretty good. And then he hired his relatives. He started hiring all his relatives. Nice. Um, nice. Taking advantage is, of it. Uh-huh. He did a lot of so expense-paid trips. So, I mean, this, this again, is all... I, I'm not saying that, like, yeah, we had high expectations for this guy to be a well, system changer, but it is... It, it really is remarkable. You just get into government, and then you're like, I mean, oh, I can just enjoy my life. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to hire everyone I know, and then I'm just going to take a bunch of trips. <laughs> so he writes camp, he writes columns against big government he um he did not get a new fertilizer bill passed which is what he was trying to do in 1928 he wins re-election the press likes him um he's making the big city bureaucrats mad and the farmers love that right it's that whole okay. thing yeah hogs are a really big part of the georgia scene hog farming uh-huh but in 1930, profits are uh, bottomed out because of the Chicago monopoly on meats. So nice. Gene is thinking about buying $14,000 worth of hogs from farmers, Georgia farmers. But he needed the governor's approval. And he knew the governor would say no. So he had a meeting with his, uh, his advisors. Quote, there was a number of us in the room, and he asked us what we thought we ought to do, knowing the state would raise hell when they heard about it. And we said, buy the goddamn hogs. And he smacked his fist on the sa- table and said, I'm going to do it. And then they okay. bought the hogs. So he's buying $14,000 worth, worth of hogs. Yeah. And that is... Why? That's just because the people are losing money on the hogs, so yeah, it's kind of like can't. a buyback program, essentially. Yeah, you're so it's kind of letting just... them off the hook. Now, what is he going to do with these hogs? He, he's That's against, a lot of hogs. He's against big government, but now he's doing a big government thing, which is helping. Right. Yeah. Um, That's a lot of hogs, but he just sends them to be shipped off to... to they, they, they lose money on them because they're not worth right. that much. He just sends them all off to be you know, slaughtered and send out for meats and puddings or whatever you do. Man, with hogs. You, that guy JC was like, I got a place for him. Oh, yeah. Pockets. I got bacon pants. So. I look like uh, Lady Gaga. And since he didn't get approval, there's a big investigation by the Senate. There's a big committee uh, a hearing on him uh, led by an angry senator. He, so this senator orders Gene to turn over a list of all his employees who are related to him. And it's okay. a big 
it's a big list. Sure. Okay. And the committee reveals he paid himself and his relatives forty thousand, which is about seven hundred fifty thousand today, over three years. <laughs> and uh, they took every year paid trips to the Kentucky Derby. Well, but to be fair, he was dating one of the horses. Thank you. He gave his mo- he gave his brother two hundred dollars of department funds and build it as fertilizer inspection services. And then he told his brother to give $100 of that to Mitt to, quote, teach the boy to save money. He paid his, his brother? $200. And 100 of it was to give to her to teach him how to save money. To teach I mean, her, some... their child how to save money. Okay, so... There's something very... There's irony in there somewhere. I mean, I might, yeah, there's a lot going on. Might not nail it down right away, but basically you are being frivolous with money to teach someone how to not be frivolous with money. That's right. Okay. Uh, so the investigation finds that Gene bought hogs and poultry for the state and put $10,000 in fertilizer tax funds into a bank owned by his wife's cousin instead of the state treasury. Uh-huh, sure. Which happens. That's just as good. That is just that, as good. It's in your wife's... It's like, yeah. it's basically the treasury. It's fine. Yes. Uh, and there's other assorted corruption things. Papers attack him, but people don't care. Right. Because they just because see the hog are, purchase. They just saw right. he bought hogs for everybody. Because he saved all the farmers. Because we are, Dave... We are simple-minded, and we don't have time for the small stuff. Thank you. We just can't do it. We can't do it. It's not, we're not going to be able to do it. We can't do it. It's unfortunate, for sure. So we are. But he bought all the hogs. Thank you. What are we supposed to do? No more than that? Get out of here. So uh, he looks like Robin Hood, basically, at the end of this investigation that they think they've got him nailed. He's Robin Hogg. In 1932, he runs for governor because he's got this groundswell of people who love him. All right. Because, again, people are stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. Um, So, yeah, so he runs people... uh, People dig them. All the candidates are the same kind of, you know, it's all the same kind of conservative stuff. So it really comes down to personality. Right. And One he's man, got that big floppy hair. He's got the floppy hair. His face gets red. He does a joke. Yeah. He does a right. Bible verse. He's, says some, some Napoleon stuff. Right. So one guy comes to him and say, says the car tags are too high. Now, car tags are basically car taxes. Okay. Um, they were $630 in our money a year. Wow. Okay. Which is more than cars cost back then. Like, right. Um, so That's... he runs on lowering it down to $3, which everybody, of okay. course, is like, this is fucking amazing. Genius. He kicks off his campaign with a gigantic You genius. I Go ahead. Hoping we wouldn't. We did. We did. I haven't even gotten in my Eugene Annex stuff. So no, that's not. I'm thankful for that. Uh, so he kicks off his, his campaign with a gigantic barbecue. Um, the barbecue king, Norman Graham, was uh, there. He made 10,000 pounds of barbecue and 1,000 gallons of stew. <laughs> oh, my God. That's just, it's Uncle Buck. Oh, God. 
People came to watch the mass cooking in giant kettles and a big barbecue pit, and they stayed late into the night to be able to say, quote, I was there for the big barbecue cooking. I seen it. Uh, There were watermelons and pickles and coleslaw and bread and iced tea. It's it's amazing. We're just, uh, we're good. (laughs) 10,000 people came. He spoke briefly, and then they carried him on their shoulders. So his planks for the campaign are making an honest living, educating the children, and securing good roads. He had plants who would come to his speeches and yell stuff out, like, tell us about the $3 tag, Gene, and he'd always yell All back. All right, hold on, Ficus. I'm a coming to that. He would always. Yeah. Two plants, uh, brothers, they would sit in trees, and they became known as the tree-climbing haggards. And they yelled, the, you know, to kick them off, tell us about them pigs you stole, Gene, and he'd do I don't a like the act. idea of putting plants in plants. They're not. Seems a little on the nose. They're not. Okay. So, yeah, it's just, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's set up things. People yell stuff. People go bug fuck. It's just like, yeah, he's defending this. Like, it was all setups. And, right. Um, his plants also did other things. They would go out and hurt his opponent's speeches by doing well, things that's like. A, that's, that's not a plan. <laughs> the plants are now sort of deviating from their initial occupation. It's but an now, off plant. I mean, I mean, now they're, they're like henchmen. We're plants. When the guy, when their opponent starts speaking, they'd set a nearby car on fire so the crowd would rush over to watch it. More pranks. More fun <laughs> pranks. This is just, we got a very pranky episode. Gene's, um, Gene's opening act was fiddling, fiddling, wow. fiddling John Carson and well, hello there. his daughter, Moonshine Kate. That's right. I'm fiddling. This is Moonshine. She's nine and she's shit-faced. That's right. I've sacrificed my daughter's existence and her organs to be an opening act for a corrupted politician. And I got a fiddle. I'm going to fiddle until she dances and then falls down and throws up. I mean, was that her, her job was to get drunk? No, I don't know. I think she was just called Moonshine Kate. I assume she played right. another instrument because uh, right. they sang a song together. She probably um, played the Moonshine Bottle. Yeah. The Triple X uh, Jug. They wrote a song just for the campaign called the $3 Tag Song. So the campaign's <laughs> a big a big hit, and he wins. And, and, and by the way, and I know that it's a hit. It sounds like a total shit show. It sounds well, awesome. Well, we're basically doing this. We've hired actors in trees, and we're stewing around the country. Or the state. So he's governor now, so Mitt and the kids have to move to Atlanta. Right. She doesn't like the city. She hates it. She wants to be on the farm. The governor's mansion is I feel like he hasn't listened to her a lot. No. The governor's mansion is in an extremely fancy area called Ansley Park, and Gene, first thing he did was put an old cow on the lawn, which kept getting out and eating the grass in the neighborhood and tearing up the greens at the golf club, like... Menace sure. cow. Right. Jean and Mitt, uh, she, he, had, he asked her to build a backyard chicken coop. And uh, this is just all for show, right? He just knows that the farmers are loving this. And, um, right. But Mitt would actually become, soon, she would take to it and become one of his political advisors. Okay. Wow. So uh, Jean starts immediately doing whatever he wanted. 
Right. The uh, legislature refused to lower the price of automobile tags, so he did it by executive order. Okay. Well, that's he, a good move. Yeah, that's okay. He declared martial law and appointed members of the highway board when they resisted his efforts to take over the board. Okay. Uh, he had the state treasurer and comptroller carried out of their office when they challenged him. <laughs> I mean, the, the thing is that it's like these moves are... Uh, if a good, if a person with a good plan were to do these yes. moves, it would really be so effective. <laughs> and it is, it is possible to do that, but it's just like all but you that, ever hear is like, I can't do it. That personality generally doesn't come with those politics. It usually comes with authoritarian right. politics. Yeah. But I mean, that's what we need. We need to like have a, a scientist combine, like put that in someone who's like, and I'll do it for people. Yeah, we're all going to live Instead of now. like, my family's going to have so much money before they die. Yeah. Uh, so people start calling him a dictator. Mm. Gene, quote, I'm what you call a minor dictator, but did you ever see anybody that was much good who didn't have a little dictator in him? Just a uh, tiny splash of Gene, dictator. Gene, 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 over Just here. Just a Gene. smidgen of Mussolini. Gene. Gene, you know what Gene. I mean? Just a smidge Just of the moose. A morsel of Mussolini. A dash of Hitler. <laughs> Come on. Interesting you bring up Hitler. He admired Hitler. Oh, Jesus. And bragged that he had read his book seven times. Oh, my God. Jesus. God. Oh, there's a couple problems there. I really <laughs> wanted to make sure I know Mein Kampf. Really... Uh, I'm assuming it's Mein Kampf and not that joke book he wrote. It was a joke book. Oh, okay. Blondes. Just called Blondes. <laughs> blondes. Oh. oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, this same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. 
Uh, Gene did not join the Klan, but was publicly sympathetic to him. He had, uh, he would at times say that he participated in, quote, a little whipping. Oh, good Lord. I this done a guy little really, that's just, you really, there's some details coming out now, which are a little scandalous, to be honest, Dave. They're not great. Um, so he runs again, re- re- runs for election again in 34. He's he's the rural working man's candidate. He's against the businessmen, carpetbagging guys in the city. Okay. He promised he would never use troops against strikers. Okay. Uh, he respected FDR and uh, as a dem, and he and he voted for him. But he does hate the New Deal. <laughs> well, right. <laughs> yeah. This is the second well, those, guy. Those, that, those we, two are not. Uh, yeah, they're. Yeah, I mean, connected. he did a but. He did a bunch. Yeah, I mean, so I. I don't like the big one. The little stuff I'm into. You know what I? You know, a fella I love, fella I really enjoy, respect Who's Santa Claus. Gene? Really, I love me some Santa Claus. Now the gift giving shit needs to stop. Yeah. Needs to yeah. fucking <laughs> stop. Every that, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. He, as the New Deal gets bigger, he likes it less and less, and he likes FDR less and less. He's really scared of socialism. He believes welfare destroys a man's independence. But because all of his supporters are like working types, he doesn't ever voice that. Right. And he just acts like he acts the new big, the New Deal like all of his supporters. And um, they have no problem voting for someone who's conservative like Gene and at the same time a liberal FDR because FDR is about the policies and, and Gene's personality. So they're like, yeah, I can do both these. Even though it's clearly different ideologies. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the truth is it's always like this. It's like we, we don't you, – you should the, – the vessel, the person should matter just nothing. But unfortunately, we're always like, I don't know. Yeah, he's all right. I kind of like – I like him. Have you read Hitler's Blondes? Come on. That's so a good funny. Book. That's a good book. So, of course, he wins. Um, unions, unions at this time have been trying to organize uh, the cotton mills in Georgia for months and then violent reactions from the bosses. Okay. So the textile baron is Gene contributor, and he tells Gene he, ne- he needs the National Guard called out against these strikers. Well, but unfortunately, Dave... He made that promise. Unfortu- he's made a promise. Yeah, so, so he only so. sent 4,000 National Guard. Oh, well, I mean, you've got to compromise. Yeah. That's pretty, I think he found a way to, to do it pretty subtly. That's right. Thousands of Union men are arrested. In grass fields, they string up barbed wire to set up big uh, holding pen camp things. Jesus Photos Christ. hit the press of this. People are calling them uh, Talmadge conservation camps. A guard now beats a worker to death. Conservation bro- camps or concentration camps? Concentration. Did I say conservation? Okay. Yeah. I was just good. That would be, you know, there's a difference. A guard beats a worker to death brutally in front of his oh, family. Shit. Oh, my God. To show how serious they are. And uh, basically, Gene breaks the backs of the unions in Georgia. The thing is that I, it's like nice to see what's happening in America now with, you know, with the union stuff because it it's so clearly, like, even if you don't 
I mean, you can just tell that unionization is good based on how the rich freak out over it. Like anything that makes them lose their shit like that to that level, it's like, yeah, that's this is just do it for do it to agitate it for nothing else. But yeah. it, it, you clearly you're onto something. I mean, yeah. you know, we just had such a long period where people are like, either way. And now people are like, oh, shit, we need rights. Yeah. So uh, he that's it. Labor's never going to vote for him again. They're right, fucking yeah. dumb with him. So uh, then Gene says, quote, the next president we have should be able to walk a two by four. Oh, so he's the current dancing. president's in a wheelchair, uh, a little bit of a slam at his disability. Yeah. Dr. Ozish. Around this time, he tells the state treasurer, quote, I believe that a Caesar is born in every century. And the state treasurer says, uh, well, you don't think that's you, Gene. And Gene says, quote, yes, I think so. I'd like to think I'm a Caesar. Sorry, did you guys say you want some Caesar salad? No, no, I'm I'm saying I'm you very want, I can do some table side salad. I'm Caesar. Do you want some you want I'm not some talking pocket, about a salad. It's not a salad. Caesar salad? Not a you salad. Table side guac? No. So this has nothing this has nothing to nothing to do with food. How are you guys enjoying your appetizers? Not a food thing. Do you like your poppers? Do you guys need some more poppers? Again, not a food thing. Okay. I'm right. saying Well, I am. Let me send out a sampler platter and like let's just Caesar get your. Let's from get to, you like Caesar. Rome. Okay. No, no, Great. no, no. Okay, no, so no. here we go. Well, but no, 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 no. You're gonna like. I you're don't like want this. the Caesar. Let me ask you this: Are you opposed to anchovies? I think it's better with. I don't mind anchovies. Okay. There we go. Now we're getting somewhere. But I'm saying I am like Caesar. There we go. Mm. You're because not you're delicious. Try that. I haven't heard anything for a while. All right, that'll be forty-one dollars. That's nice. Oh wait, what? All right, thanks, guys. Welcome back to pants. (laughs) So you don't even get a table there? No. No, you just go. It's just you don't even order. The guy just comes up. It's good. It's an assault meal. Yeah. Um. So now Georgia governors can't. By the Constitution, they can't serve three successive terms. They they can only do two, and then they out. Um. So after he's done, he runs for senator in 36 and 38, and he loses both times. Okay. But in 1940, he runs for governor again, and he wins again. So you just need to take a break. You need to take a break. Right. Okay. So he's back. With the popularity of the New Deal and his worker pandering and his dislike of big government and welfare and his attacking of the unions, he's in a bit of an ideological corner. Uh-huh. Right? A little yeah, spot diff- he's created. Difficult, difficult. Yeah. But he's already in. He's in, but uh, to get stuff done to... Sure. What, what's his base? What like, is it's he? A, what is he? A, yeah. yeah. It's a... So <laughs> he leans into... I'm an anti-Ad New Deal FDR guy. So what do you do at this point? You, you basically don't want to talk about any of the economic stuff. You don't want to... So you lean no, you into... with an enormous lump of shit. Sweet, sweet racism. Oh, God. Dr. Walter Cocking was hired in 1937 to remake the University of Georgia's terrible college of education. And he recommends the state give more money to black students and allow them to use some of the white facilities when when white students aren't there. Just let them use the classrooms or whatever. Or, you know. And there's a Board of Regents meeting on May 30th, 1941, and Gene comes as governor, uh, mm-hmm. and makes a motion to fire that guy, Cocking, 
and another professor, Pittman. Pittman was president of the Georgia's teacher college and believed pro-integration. So he wants these right. two guys fired because they're clearly too nice to black people. Right. He's, he's, got, he, even, he's got a southern strategy in the southern state. That's right. Uh, so Gene said he would remove anyone who was in the university system who advocated for, quote, communism or racial equality. Ugh, it's just so easy. The two bats. It's just so, it's just like, it's just, it's. Often go together, communism and racial equality. Yeah, it's, just, it's the political flea flicker. Mm. The regents, who are mostly gene appointees, vote eight to four uh-huh. that they will not reemploy cocking the next year. So he's going to be out of a job soon. Right. But there's a backlash to this. And it it forces the regents to give these two guys, Cocking and uh, Pittman, hearings. Okay. Or a hearing, especially for Cocking. So So the opportunity for spectacle. Yeah, that's right. Faculty writes um, Gene, a bunch of faculty, and they all say Cocking is not an integrationist. So the people, <laughs> so there's no one to root for right here is what I'm saying. <laughs> you, well, yeah, but it, it's also like, I mean, there isn't, but it's, first of all, they abandoned, I mean, it's just like when you're saying that, that's like, that's what you're saying. Like, all right, that's our good guy. Fuck. That's our good guy. He's not into integration. Uh, all right. Uh, rah. He, he, rah, they, rah. Yeah. They're like, you're fired because you like black people too much. And he's like, I don't like black people that much. Well, I, I don't, don't know. I hate them. It sounds like you don't hate them as I, much as I, I do. I hate, I hate them. Yeah, I, liberal, I liberal. I like them. Well, I hate them. <laughs> so at the hearing, the evidence turns out all the evidence against this cocking guy is, and the Pit, Pittman guy are all from one employee who's disgruntled and has been mm-hmm. fired. Okay. Cocking in the meeting swears he is not an integrationist. He's like, I don't want, I just want them to get more money and they can be in separate rooms. I'm not, I don't want people <laughs> sitting together. <laughs> Come on, I, I don't know. Job. It's still a little much. And the regents vote eight to seven to reinstate him. Okay. Well, you've proven yourself to be fairly racist, which we love, but we think you still have some growth to do when it comes to your <laughs> That's biases. Right. Yeah. So, what we're going to do is we're going to reinstate you, mm-hmm. but you're on probation. We're going to check up on you, make sure that you're not doing anything kind to anyone who's not a white student, preferably okay. male. And uh, we're also just going to keep an eye generally on your vibe, your energy. Um, again, if you so much as nod in the direction of a non-white student, we'll know about it. So for now, welcome back. Thank you. But uh, again, it's, uh, it's a probationary period. We really need to see some, uh, some racism. Thank you. Yep, I'll be super racist. Go Wildcats! Uh, and wild cats. Yes, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Uh, we're white, we're white We love to be white So Gene has uh, uh, Pittman's College library searched What? 
for. This is, I mean, again, this is just. <laughs> you're going to find the it. Library. It's a yeah. library. You're going to find something. <laughs> You'll find some stuff. A picture of a vagina. Pornography. Ah! I'm not over, by the way. I had to have another look at that. So they search a library for communism. Huckleberry or- Finn? <laughs> yeah. I'm afraid not. Communism or anything else except Americanism. Is what they that's what find for. or what they're right? Okay, right, yeah, right. Anything that's not American, right? Yeah, in a library. He uh, publicly paints Pittman and Cocking as uh, communists, financed by Jews to destroy Georgia's culture. And again, what's the, the policy? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Uh, what is he offering the people? Just a uh, no. He's uh, for white people to be have their own stuff. Right, right. Okay. Uh, it's just, just like, right. Nobody. What did the betterment of uh, the lives? No, no. Of just white people see. being able to do what they want, and nobody bothering them, or like around that would look, be near right. them, like a, you know what I mean? Roads, bridges, maybe a. The, so I, maybe tax. I didn't say maybe I didn't say it right, but it's just white people in a room together, and there's no black person in there. That's what we're talking about. So it's great. It's right. Be it would just great. seem like maybe you want to. Help with, uh, you know, people's lives. And- I told, uh, yeah, I am. That's what I said. No, no, we're, I know. We're getting I, yeah, all the, just, just getting all the white people to white not people be bothered. Like, right. They don't have to see it, you know. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. it's just sort of like, I don't know, it just kind of feels like, uh, you know, sometimes it's just like. It's progress. Yeah, like people had more. Yeah, right. I, okay, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for coming. I mean, I hope you... Yeah, no, no. I just... Uh, hmm? Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I've got enough Okay. to just sort of... Yeah. yeah. It just seems like, again, be like, help people a little bit. All right. We'll see you later. Yeah. Whites away. <laughs> uh, no, I don't like it about that. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> they, like... Not everyone's on board with this. He um, he starts removing the regents who didn't vote his way. Right. And um, even though some of them are lifelong friends, hmm. some resigned when he asked them. He just went and asked and they resigned. Others didn't, uh, so he had to make threats. Gene's friends and wife are all like, no, this is too far. You're going too far. This is a giant mistake. Admit, I begged him to drop the fight or it would ruin him. But he's like, I got to do this. The, I, I, I keep saying it, it, but that's white people. It'll, said, it's all I only white. I do it. Yeah. So there's a big hearing, a giant public hearing now of Pittman and okay. Cocking. And um, it's packed with Gene supporters. He gets all the supporters out there. He's in a white suit with a 10-gallon hat, uh, chomping well, him on a big cigar. white suit, of course. He, oh, he okay, looks like cool. Boss Hogg. So he's just Boss Hogging. Yeah, he's awesome. Boss Hogg. Yeah. One of his advisors reads from a library book he found, Brown America. Whoa. My blood. Quote, throughout this book and through runs, erase the feeling of the superiority of the white man. Yeah. They want them to draw the races together. They want them to use the same schools, ride in the same trains, 
It means they want intermarriage. That's what it means. I mean, it just... Uh, okay? So I rest my case. Okay. Feels... Okay. It doesn't... What's the fear? Black people, white people... Hanging right, out yeah. together in right, transportation yeah. and right. schools, and then they, sure. then they start uh, bumping stuff together and making babies. And okay, all legal. Uh huh. All legal. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I guess what. Right. Yeah. I guess what we're. Okay. And and what is that gonna? What will that do? What? Well, Armageddon. Oh. Okay. How? It's not how it it might makes opens a wormhole, right? The other okay. dimensions and whatnot, fire breather, uh, oh, dragons, okay. demons. Okay, demons right, right, right. Come forth flying. A lot of us need money and food. I, I, that if so. we have. If we have black people and white people talking and making babies, who's going to have food? Well, I, I would pot- potentially posit the point that, you know, things right now aren't great. Maybe we try that for a little while and see if that changes anything and maybe makes things better in some way. Just give it a shot for a while. Can we shoot this? Can we shoot him? Hmm. The one who said that, can we shoot that one, that guy? I feel like... Maybe, I'm just saying, I can... First of all, you're on a hot mic. I, I feel like maybe we just should try something different because it doesn't seem like anyone's advancing any legislation towards the betterment of our society. Did somebody you bring... Know, a, you know, as far as maybe... No, we can hear you. Did somebody bring as the baseball maybe, bat? The baseball bat. Does someone have that? I, said, I thought we would... I said sorry. Some, uh, one of you guys was supposed to bring the bat for this. I think what we're saying is that potentially the idea here mm-hmm. is to keep everyone separated, but it doesn't seem like anyone's really doing anything that is helping us. And we're the constituents. So if we maybe stop paying attention to who we spent time with in our personal lives, or even if our our, our scholastic institutions that... Um, maybe we just start doing stuff that makes the city and the state better to live in. Yeah, that's what we're doing here. We're getting rid of, we're getting, it's another well, no, black people, not, white people are mixing. No, no, but no, and I, I, mean, I don't mean that. I mean, like, you know, just make our lives easier because that doesn't seem like it's going to make our lives worse, at least not you, with anything you've told us. How do you want to have a fire station? So there's a fire station. Okay. You bring in black guys and white guys. Okay. Now they're all dead. So how is anybody fighting the fires? But, hold, but what just happened in that middle part? Why are they all dead? The blacks and whites together. But why are they all dead? I think what she's asking is, why have they all died just because they're together? Because I've definitely well, seen white people and black people together. I've been around black people and I've survived it. So well, why does that know. mean they... Uh, no, no, I'm fine. I've been very fine about it. Well, so you're not going to heaven. Well, uh, okay, sure, whatever. I guess I'm not going to go to the made-up club in the clouds. But while we're here, 
Maybe we get a park with some slides or something for the kids. Who wants barbecue? Oh, God. I'm Leading over. for this. All right. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Oh, this guy's good. <laughs> so the Board of Regents now votes again, and they vote to fire Cocking 10 to 5. Because he replaced right. a bunch of them, and then, yeah. Right. It's very easy. So now the Southern Accrediting Commission announced it was Act. investigating Gene's actions. Gene had... Uh, Can I fire uh, them? So it's causing a big ruckus because the accreditation, if they lose that, they're fucked. So all these students are now getting worried. Parents are getting right. worried. Uh, he goes on the radio and defends himself in a super racist speech, which nice. he ended with, quote, the good Negroes don't want any co-mixing of the races. Oh, my Lord. And Georgia's attorney general believed it's not illegal. I'm sorry. It's not legal to get rid of the regents as Gene had done. Okay. And That's when cool. the AG leaves. So what of, is the point of laws? It's just sort of I there to just kind of have fun. They're like yeah. ribbon cuttings. Yeah. Um, so the AG leaves town for a couple of days and Gene goes to the office and has a, a, a underling write. He supports Gene on the AG's letterhead and oh my sends Lord. it out. Jesus Christ. So the AG comes back and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? And he just invalidates it. And now they're publicly feuding. Here, write another one that says that he revalidates. <laughs> and so Gene um, is refusing demands. Everyone's demanding he rehire uh, Cocking. He refuses. He uh, <laughs> says that. Cocking is for race mixing and from Iowa. Quote, his conduct in Georgia is proof of the fact he retains the views and ideas gained by him in the state of Iowa. I mean, imagine a time when you're like, these progressive Iowans. <laughs> these goddamn Iowans coming. Ruin our state. Oh, my Lord. So then the Southern Accrediting uh, Commission votes to end accreditation in 10 public colleges in Georgia. So their whole system is now not accredited. Okay. So obviously students, you know, go bug fuck. Um, Gene actually thinks that people want segregation so bad that they're okay with losing the educational system. Um, he's, it turns out he's wrong. He should be around now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it turns out he's wrong. Um, it's considered a massive embarrassment. In 1942, he runs again for governor against the AG, uh-huh. whose name is Ellis Arnold. <laughs> but this man just resigned. You wrote that on my letterhead. You stole a you pad of it, you son, son of, of a bitch. bitch. I have 34 letters from the AG. Here's what He says he likes to bang mules. Come on. Who's with me? I'm sorry. I'm still the guy. Uh, he wants to keep, uh, Arnell's basically running on keeping the school system open and accredited. So he's got, it's pretty he's easy. He's just got such a simple issue. <laughs> uh, he's also a very gifted speaker, so that helps. His campaign slogan is eliminate the dictator. Okay. And he wins. Okay. So, I mean, really just, yeah, okay. So he goes right about, he abolishes the poll tax, he lowers the voting age, he revokes... Uh, the Klan's corporate charter, and he supports not our corporate charter. 
He supports prosecuting 38 Atlanta police officers who are also in the Klan. Oh, man. But nice. he does not believe in social equality. So... You know, the, the, this is... I, I mean, this is basically what we, we deal with now, too, to some extent. It's like when you have such horrendous pieces of shit, the palatable other option can be a piece of shit more than they need to be because they're able to get away with it by being the smaller turd. Yeah. And, you know, and that's, uh, here we are. (laughs) The American uh, democratic system is called the smaller turd system. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, in June 1943, black troops at Camp Stewart mutiny over segregation and bad facilities at their camp. Okay. This leads to clashes between black vets coming back from World War II and white cops and officers. So whites see this as evidence that black World War II vets are coming back more aggressive and more dangerous and more uppity. Everything we said was going to happen if you let them go over there and fight in that war. Well, it's happening. As opposed to, we went to France, and we saw a vastly different state of equality, and now we came back and we're like, we fought for the fucking country, you should treat us with respect. They're uppity is what they... Yeah, it it really, it it is... (laughs) You know, we just always find a way. Always. (laughs) Always. We're always like, this is the angle. They're ungrateful. Like, but they just... They did the thing that you said is the most giving thing. Well, they turned them into dicks. Whoa. So, black people are also leaving. They're just like, let's get the fuck out of here and go north. So that means labor shortages and higher wages. Uh, so it's just a real bad situation. And then in the spring... Wait, labor I'm- shortages and higher wages? Yeah, because blacks are leaving. They're going to the north, so there's fewer workers. Right. Oh, right. Okay, I see what you're saying. Right, right. So in the spring of 46, um, uh, there's a big union operation launched in the South to sign a million more laborers up for unions. And in, and, um, in that same year, the Supreme Court upholds that it is unconstitutional to exclude black people from voting in state primaries. Because before this, they just said black people couldn't vote in state primaries, and, the, and it was just white primaries. The primary color. Because it's a primary. So... Yeah. Which I, I we, mean, we still exclude people from voting in primaries. Yeah. I'm not allowed to vote for a Democrat unless I'm a Democrat. And um, you're, Democrats are a private party, but not a private party. I have to deal with your result, but I can't say anything in the vote of it. But I got I to gotta join your party. So then I'm kind of in your party, but I really don't. Yeah. I'm a guy who joins your party, hates your party, but I join it to vote for a guy I think might be a little more left, and then you go, well, you're not a fucking Democrat. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be a Democrat. Just let me vote without being a Democrat. And they go, no, well, you those aren't the rules. You, what should we do? Let's email him 38 times an hour. <laughs> that, do you think that'll solve it? I think that'll solve it. Uh, so, yeah, so it's, a, a, it's over. But that's over. The white primary is over. Gene, of course, announces... He's once again running for governor. Bad time, I'd say. His only Read campaign... Read the room, Gene. His only campaign nope. promise 
is to preserve segregation and end Jesus black voting. Christ. Wow. But, but it's a, it's, I mean, even if that was like what he wanted to do, I mean, he's kind of like, like you were alluding to earlier, he's painted himself into a corner, but this is a bad time to make that your campaign. Well, like, is it like, ever a bad time? I mean, it's kind of what we have now. <laughs> well, but like it is, parti- the timing is parti- like it, now would be a good time to be like, I want uh, black people's votes to count twice. But instead, he's just like, I don't think they should be allowed to vote. It's like, well, we're voting and we're fucking probably going to vote <laughs> against you. Well, why? Because you don't want to let us vote. Oh, well, there's always solutions. Oh. Huh? There's always solutions to that problem you just brought up. Right. Yeah. Um, so Gene's yeah, been Gene. drinking. Gene's been drinking now for all his life. And he's Hasn't much older. Shown. Uh, he's in bad. His liver's in bad shape. Sure. It's a it, dire. So his team tries to talk into him, letting his son Herman run instead of him. Yo, switcheroo, huh? And Gene yells, quote, I'm the only son of a bitch that can win it. I'm Gene. <laughs> oh, White Gene. Oh, he's just walking around his office. It's me still, Gene, the Gene machine. You can pour me another decanter of that bourbon. It's me. Who doesn't like Gene? I got the floppy hair. Look at the hair flopping back and forth. He's got a couple guys. I got the Gene. actors that come and just sit okay, in the Gene. trees. Yeah, we get it. We get it, Gene. Uh, excuse me, Gene. Uh, is it true you're the best guy ever? That's right, I am, but I don't want to talk Gene. about that. I never seen a penis bigger than Gene's. I whoa, saw it at the whoa. pool when he got out, and Gene. it looked like it was suctioned to his thigh. It looked like a snake was sucking his anus. All right, that's Gene. enough of that. I want to talk about campaign issues. Hey, I'm Gene. Hey. I'm Gene. I'm Gene. I'm Gene. I'm Gene. Okay. All right. Give me another sniff. All right. Who's doing a Jaeger bomb? I'll do one. All right. It's time for Gene to do a Jaeger bomb. All right. Let me tell you, I want to be addressed as Mr. Dr. Governor from now on, if that's okay with everybody. I'm Gene. Come on. One, two, three. For Jesus Jolly Fellow. For Jesus Jolly Fellow. For Jesus Jolly Fellow. How about I have some wine? Pour me a little wine. Have me some more wine. Come on, guys. All right. All right. Let's put our hands in the middle. I count three. We say, Eugene, eugenics. I still got it. Yeah, tap, 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 tap. All right. Okay. All right. Now, who's coming upstairs with me now? I'm gonna slide down the banister without my clothing on. Did you? Come on. Did anyone bring the baseball bat? I got an axe. So, yeah. I mean, you know, he's right. He's the only son of a bitch. <laughs> His team is worried that he's going to die before he takes office. That's how in bad of a shape he is. I mean, that would be, uh, to me, I'd be like, well, that's our best shot. And then that would mean the state legislature would choose a replacement from the runners-up. Uh, we choose this ostrich. So they come up with a plan oh, to dear. run Herman as a secret write-in candidate to get a second or third place finish. And then he would be... Hope th- the second guy, and then they'd be like, you got to pick the Gene, second guy. And hope that, and this is all hoping that Gene dies. But if Gene dies, it's just a, right. it's just a safety plan. Right. And not so, tell and, anybody and, and to so, vote so for Herman publicly, but just have, right. they, they go out and they tell a thousand hardcore Gene supporters, supporters to write in Herman. They're like, write in Herman. 
Trust me. Okay. Pee Wee Herman? Yep. Okay. It's going to make sense. Okay. In Atlanta, the Klan, it's been pretty uh, dormant since the 20s. It has a mass cross lighting on May 9th. And then there's a Nazi-style white supremacist group called the Columbians who are goose-stepping through the city streets, preaching purity and warning black people against moving into white neighborhoods. So it's a big racist wave, right? They're feeding off each other. Gene rides it. Quote, if the Negro vote succeeds in defeating me, you will have to go around and politic with the Negroes, go to their homes, knock on their doors with hat in hand, shake hands with all of them and kiss the babies if you want to be elected. So if black Georgians get the vote, they'd, quote, become arrogant and drunk with their power. Says the drunkest with power man <laughs> in the state. Can you imagine? So for the first time, his campaign has no barbecues. There's no fiddling John. No joking no around. Shit. It's just no tension plans. and hatred. And they're probably pushing like sauce towards him to be like, die, Gene. Well, I got to say, this is, this is very reminiscent of the the cycle of alcoholism if you don't go sober like there's definitely a there's often a rageful ending like you don't end well you get bad so the the psychotic finale yeah um there's no big crowds either because radio has taken over and people are now scared everyone's scared race riots are going to break out all the time so they don't want to go hang out in a crowd situation so his his biggest opponent is a guy named James Carmichael, and Gene pays a guy who looks like Carmichael to tour around the state with two very well-dressed black men who are paid to stand around him and puff cigars and smile. Uh, I mean... He's basically trying to show what he considers to be Georgia's apocalyptic future of black men. Arrogant, affluent black guys who are standing around just like cocky and like, yeah, right. Meanwhile, I mean, again, meanwhile, like he is the worst of all of it, but uh, man. And this is what he's saying is going to happen if you elect this Carmichael guy. At a Carmichael rally, Gene paid black people $10 each to sit where the whites were sitting instead of in the black balcony section. Again, that is so this is the apocalyptic horrible. future where black people sit next to you. It's the dark, dark days. Who can That's imagine so the, the absolute horror, horror of sitting next to a person who's not the same color as you? The, well, and it's also like, it, it, I mean, the... Like, there's just, it's a real racial onion because it's like the fear, like the need, the want of $10, the fear to have to go do that and sit there. And all of it is to try to hurt your own future. Like, it's just like, there's a, it's like, it's like a sailor's knot of race. Yeah. I mean, my understanding is they they would, like, take the money because they were like, well, they're going to fix the fucking election anyway, so what does it fucking matter? Well, it's also like, you, you know, I mean, what the fuck you get? I mean, when, when you 
when you have few rights and it feels like, yeah, they're going to get taken away. Like you can't think of like your fucking five year strategy. I mean, so you see that yeah. now as far with class, it's like, you can't think of your 10 year strategy when you're worried about your, you know, 10 days. Yeah. Uh, so on July 25th, 1946, obviously this is just, you know, it's just creating hysteria and fear and blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, on Moore's Ford bridge, a mob of whites grabbed four young black people, George Dorsey, May Murray Dorsey, Roger Malcolm, and Dorothy Malcolm, and they lined them up and shot them. About 60 shots Jesus were fired. Christ. Jesus Christ. Uh, that night, cops drove through black neighborhoods and warned people to go inside and turn off their lights, which was taken as a threat by most of the people. This is considered the last mass lynching of black Americans in the U.S. Gene's rhetoric is now blamed as a big factor in this, this killing. And Gene came out and said, well, it's regrettable. Oh, so his camp now exploits this very little-known provision that allows citizens to challenge someone's right to vote. If you can imagine living in a country where a random person can challenge your right to vote, that's what blatant, nightmarish racists did, and oddly, what Republicans do today. So I don't know where the correlation is, but maybe we should figure that out. It's almost as if they're the same fucking people. So black voters are mailed forms stating they had to appear in court, quote, to show cause why your name should not be stricken from the list of registered voters. Your right to register and vote has been challenged. And at the above time specified, we will hear evidence as to your qualifications as a voter and as to your right to register and vote, which is what's happening now. Your qualifications as a vote. I mean... yeah, yeah, this is the, this is when you hear a voter ID. This is what this yeah. shit is. People yeah, are being questioned. Yeah. This is what this shit is. It's the same stuff. Well, and and it's like I mean, especially I mean, again, it's like what, with what just took place. You know, it's scary. I mean, that's like uh, you're you're adding this extra like hoop to jump through. That in a time where you probably don't feel super fucking comfortable, you know, you're you are just asking. I mean, obviously, just it's it is very easy to just tilt. And well, look, DeSantis just did a reverse one of these where they sent people letters, mostly guys who had gotten out of jail, and said you can now come register to vote. And then they went and registered to vote, and then they arrested him. So it's kind of the similar. It's really? a similar. Yes, that's what happened. That's what DeSantis Fuck. did. Um. So these people would come down to these hearings and the questions were from like just ridiculous to blatantly racist. Quote, what is an ex post facto law? What is a bill of attainer? What white person asked you to register? Was you ever in the stockade? Like it was just a, just a series of just white people being fucking assholes. So the night before election day, a cross was burned in a black section near Greenville. In Cairo, masked white men shot guns outside the homes of prominent black men, warning them not to vote. In Augusta, leaflets warning, quote, keep away from the polls or death were left at front doors. Some found threatening notes tucked in their newspapers in the morning. 
On election day, white men armed with sticks and rocks prevented about 50 black people from voting in Manchester. Dave, it's starting to feel unfair. A white man in Taylor County shot a black man named Maceo Snipes. Snipes was the only black man to vote in his district. Wow. Some paid black farm workers, uh, some people paid black farm workers $5 to vote for Gene. They figured taking the money as their vote uh, would be thrown away anyway. So what's the difference? Uh, Atlanta Constitution, quote, Eugene Talmadge has run this race on a platform of bias and bigotry. He has constantly defied the Supreme Court and recommended action in open conflict of the law. He has preached hate and animosity. Gene was again elected governor. No fucking way. Hold on. Oh, my God. Not by the popular vote through the county unit system. Oh, my God. So he lost the vote. Oh, George. Which is, again, what we're facing all over America now. They're doing the same thing. It's fuck with the votes. It's yeah. all this stuff. And, 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 and all, I mean, what you're also seeing is like, he's just, he's created the people who will do the bidding. Yes. And when you have that, like when you have secretaries of state who are supposed to certify election results. And are going to have the opportunity. I mean, yeah, we are we are certainly pretty fucked. But that is crazy. Uh, yeah. So he is, and he's just a booze bag. Yeah. So he now the campaign's over. He's tired. He goes to Jacksonville to take a little rest. While he's tired. Yeah, he had a long, hard campaign. <sighs> While he's there, he's eating uh, some stew, and he collapsed. And was taken to the hospital. He had a ruptured vein in his stomach. And he was put on a poached egg diet. What? The doctor's I have no amazing. idea what's happening right now. The you should probably eat amazing. some semi-raw eggs. Well, we're going to need to put him on a diet of pure poaching. That's <laughs> the only way that will pull him out of here. You know what you need, sir? There's some soft eggs in your tum-tums. Oh, thank God. You're a good doctor. Um, he recovered so quickly that he what? rushed out of the hospital to spend Thanksgiving at home, where he yeah, right. went okay. crazy wait, wait, with feasting. Wait, 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 Dave, this is great. Okay, so he is in the hospital yes, go ahead. with a ruptured stomach vein. Uh-huh. If you're the doctor, you're like, you know what, let's pretend that we're going to do a surgery on the 28th just so that we keep him here. <laughs> Instead, you're just like, well, you should be out of here for the gorging holiday. Why don't we get you out of here for the biggest day of feeding? He uh, left on his ever. own. Ever. They didn't tell him to leave. He bolted. This IV's full of gravy. Where is he? <laughs> so he just bolts to just go pound turkey. And pound turkey and everything else. Just his fixes. stomach hemorrhages again. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Dave. Kill this man. I'm not trying to be dark. Kill man, this man die. And he's back in the hospital. He's there for two weeks. He's not getting better. And he calls uh, two close friends, a reporter and an advisor, and he tells them... Thanksgiving killed me. Herman's the future. You have to guide him and help him win office. On December 21st, 1946, Eugene Talmadge died of hepatitis and liver cirrhosis. At age 62, he had not been sworn in for his fourth term. Okay. 
Now, Marvin Thompson was elected Georgia's lieutenant governor, and he says, well, I'm governor then. The state constitution said the lieutenant governor would take over if the government died in office. But remember what Gene's campaign did with Herman. Right. They had planned for this. So Gene's camp said, yeah, you'd be governor if Gene had died in office and you were in office, but neither one of those things happened. He had not taken his oath of office, and they said Herman got a 1,000 write-in votes. So he's actually in second place, and he should be governor. Then Governor Arnell, so right, the AG had won, is still governor. He's going out. Right. But he's in office. he doesn't like, but he's not a a fan, obviously. No. Right. And he says, well, I'm not going to leave office until this is all resolved. Right. And the Georgia General Assembly gets together in January 1947, and Herman addresses them and says, you got to count the write-in votes. So they do. And he does not have 1,000 votes. He's actually way under that. He wasn't even first of the write-in candidates. Hmm. Pee-wee Herman. So Herman, yes, B.B. Herman. So Herman looks done. And suddenly. No, they find him. A magic box Uh arrives Mm -hmm. from Herman's home county. And it has in it 58 recently found write-in ballots for Herman Talmadge. Now, they're going to count the ballots, and again, and crowds gather in the gallery around the, the, gallery around the assembly. Uh-huh. Everyone's there to watch. Old Fiddlin' John is walking the halls playing Sugar in the Gourd, a classic. <laughs> oh, just... Everyone starts drinking. Politicians start to yell at each other, almost getting in fistfights. After a bunch of drunk speeches and counting of the ballots, the General Assembly elects Herman Talmadge governor. God damn it. And swears him in at 2 o'clock in the morning on January 15th, 1947. Wow. Now, Talmadge backers go nuts. They party all night long. The next day, the building is a mess. It's covered in food wrappings, and there's cigar butts all over the floor. The toilets are jammed with bottles because rural what? people would throw their used bottles in their outhouses. Uh, oh, my God. So they did the same thing in the government. This, <laughs> the is, government. The gov- <laughs> this is like the government. <laughs> this is the good. This is who's like, I mean, it sounds like a bunch of buccaneers. <laughs> I mean, this is real pirate shit. Herman asks Arnell to honor the election. And Arnell says, go fuck yourself. The oh, legislature. On, Let's be fair. The legislature has no right to elect a governor. I'm not leaving office. The next day, Arnell is blocked out of the government's office by Herman's supporters and the National Guard. He starts calling Herman the pretender. Hey. 
And he said Herman was afraid to see him face to face. And then this goes on. And Arnell keeps saying he's the rightful governor. The legislature can't elect the governor. And this, for weeks, he sets up a separate governor's office in an information, <laughs> information kiosk in the Capitol Rotunda until Herman orders... What are you selling here? Cell phones? <laughs> no, no. I'm, uh, this is the governor's office. <laughs> I'm governor, too. I'm also the governor. I'm also the governor. Well, uh, CBS. I'm the, the governor, governor, too, then. <laughs> it's out of his window, Herman. Don't listen to him. He's not the governor. I'm the governor. Like hell you are. I'm the governor. Oh, here we go. So Herman orders state troopers to remove Arnall. Fist fights are breaking out between supporters of the two governors. Oh, my Lord. Eventually, Arnell finally gives up. Wow. But wow. he, instead of just walking away, throws his backing to Lieutenant Governor Melvin Thompson as the new governor. Okay. So now there's still two governors vying for the job. Uh huh. Yeah. He. I mean, I like that move. He's like, I can't handle this anymore. But you can. <laughs> it's like, I mean, there's like, he just tags him in. You try. It's, you go. This sucks. Each, each guy, Thompson and and uh, Herman, have appointed their own government officials. Mm-hmm. Neither, however, can sign legislation or do official action of any kind. Because there is the Great Seal of Georgia, and it is uh, a small hand tool that you basically emboss all official state documents with when you sign them. Right. And when all this this started, the Secretary of State grabbed it and tucked it into the cushion under his wheelchair. What is going on right now? And nobody knew where it was. This is like Georgia Game of Thrones shit. <laughs> okay, so so the magical sealer uh-huh. has been hidden under the Secretary of State's wheelchair cushion. Yeah. So we have two governors who can't pass anything. That's right. There's basically no governor, but two guys saying they're governors. And the wheelchair and, guy and, and, keeps it under his and, wheelchair all the whole time, and he sleeps on he sleeps on it at night. And and, they, and and are these two like looking for it? At, like, because one of them people like, are looking I find for this. It. I can actually do this. People are looking for it. They're looking for right. it. Right, right. Sixty-three days. Dude holds on to oh it. Oh my god! Oh my god! Georgia now is just being ridiculed across the country. In March, the Georgia Supreme Court finally rules five to two that Melvin Thompson is the governor. Oh my god! But. Oh. Oh, no. A special election has to be held in September 1948. So it's less than, it's like a year later. They're like, it's not going to be the four-year term. You're going to have another election in a year. Right. As soon as they make that ruling, Herman walks out and starts campaigning. This is the zombie race. And he wins. Oh, my God. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Just like his father. He drank a ton. He's very into segregation. 
In the 70s, one of his sons drowns. I should say he go. I, I left this out. He he he. After he gets, he's done with the governorship. He goes into um, Congress. The private sector. He goes into oh, Congress. Okay. Yeah, if you can imagine, he goes into Congress. In the seventies, one of his kids dies. He drowns. Um, his wife's mother and brother die in the same year. His wife starts having mental health issues. In 1977, his wife is watching television when a news anchor says Herman. Talmadge has filed for divorce and the marriage is irretrievably broken. Oh and she walks into the other room and asks Herman, quote, is, is that true? What I just heard on TV? And he says, yep. That's that's I mean, the truth is not a lot of us have an opportunity to divorce through the news. So we don't know <laughs> if we take advantage of it or not. It's not fair to judge. Unless you realize that you can have the nightly news hand your wife divorce papers. So they have a very ugly divorce. She testifies that Herman kept large amounts of cash in an overcoat at home. <laughs> Okie dokie. She said there, were, uh, there was a very large stock transaction that had never been um, disclosed, as it should be legally. Mm-hmm. And it is revealed he's only written $600 in checks for cash in five years. Now, before ATMs, you would have to cash a check to get cash. Right. So in five years, he only used $600 in cash. Well, I mean, that's thrifty living for you. (laughs) And then Herman, to counter that, says he got most of his pocket money from constituents. (laughs) Uh, and and is his lawyer like? Can we actually? No 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 no. Let's uh, take a two day recess. Not... Uh, no no. Let me finish. Your Your Honor, what is being misconstrued here is, that of course, I spent more than six hundred dollars. I just didn't need to get it from no. a check. I was being bribed. No God, they were paying me off. Fuck. All of my constituents were. No, I'm, why is everyone no, looking like so stop. gloom and doom? I was getting paid off. I this, haven't seen anything bad this, since the Alex look, Jones look, one. Look, look, look. This was bribe money. No, no. I was breaking the law to get cash. I don't know what I'm, I'm not saying right here. It's I broke laws. Uh, what You're are in we? court. I, I, well, does the judge want money, Your Honor? Can I give no. you money to get you to... Stop. Not be a dick about this, Your Honor. Uh, what? I, what? No, no, no. I realize uh, this is a divorce proceeding, but I would like to uh, uh, submit a. I was uh, going to have uh, my wife I would killed. Like to, I would like to submit. I wanted to have my wife killed, but I. W- I, <laughs> I would like to. If you give me money, I'll do what you want. I my my and I did that for a long time. My client pleads guilty at the divorce court. He pleads guilty. He would like to be. I like money when it, it is given to me, and then I do what I want to do for you because I need the money. That's see, a man couldn't live off of six hundred dollars. I, I mean, I, I'm talking about tens of thousands of dollars, hundreds. <laughs> I, I don't understand why every everybody's face right now is crazy, but mine. This is bonkers. When does the trial start? 
Okay, I have some notes here, but um, they're going to be... We should probably just adjourn or have a recess or... Just, okay, I'm actually, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna, we go to the playground I'm gonna for shoot my, I'm going to shoot myself in the parking lot. No, no, I have a guy coming to... I hired a guy to kill him. I've hired a guy to kill him and everyone here. You poison. There's poison in the water in the court. I got a guy to do that. I have a lot of oil money. That's fun. I'm on a gin bender. Uh, so he ends up being investigated by the Senate Ethics Committee. <laughs> and he is formally denounced. That's what they did with that. They formally denounced him. Yeah, well, I mean, what are you going to do? He admitted to just taking... He admitted he yeah. didn't use a bank. People just handed yeah. him money, constituents, and the yeah. Senate simply denounced him. Yep. Get out. You're not part of this club anymore. Uh, now he'll he, be a private citizen. Uh, after this, he went to rehab and got sober. He ran in 1980 and lost. And then he retired from politics in 1987 and died in 2002. There are still Talbages doing things. One, currently a lobbyist in Georgia. So they are not done. Uh, research was done by Sarah man. June references Georgia this Encyclopedia. One is nuts. The Man from Sugar Creek by William Anderson. Three Governors Controversy, Skullduggery, Machinations, and Decline of Georgia's Progressive Politics by Charles Bullock, Scott Buchanan, Roger Keith Gattle. Fire in a Cane Break, The Last Mass Lynching in America by Laura Wexler. You in Segregation by Herman Talmadge. <laughs> oh. uh, a History of Georgia by Kenneth Coleman. The Henry Harold Talmadge Free on Bond after being found guilty of disorderly conduct. New York Times, The Clayton Daily News, The Washington Post. Atlanta History Center, uh, WABE FM, Buried Truths. Herman, you told me that one of them was also uh, Pant Sticks by Gussie McPherson. Pant Sticks by Gussie McPherson. The Century Case of Herman Talmadge of Georgia, 1979, by the Senate. Um, videos, Talmadge after re-election, inauguration speech, 1933. These are all on YouTube. Talmadge challenges God. New Deal, 1936. Uh, versus Richard Russell, 1936. Um, yeah. Man, that is shit. All right. Isn't that bad shit? Let's, let, me just, let me just say one thing quickly. It, it, it does, because we have our Moment House show up still. You can go watch that. It's also, there are some parallels between there this. There are. But this is, uh, which is a crazy story, and you can just go the, find the, that um, on The Moment media. House it's one is, Jimmy, is Jimmy Swagger and others, other in his circle. But but this is this, this is so you know, I mean this is the thing. I mean this is like the this is the thing. It is you know, you just I don't know. It's like can it ever be defeated? Well, okay. Like so this this is a story this is a story about the worst winning constantly. And the we're always in the midst of that. Like, it's like we, the pendulum swings, but you need to really have, you just, we're just not suited to combat this level of assault on what is supposed to be a system that. Well, that's what it's always been. I mean, it doesn't. 
conservatives have been assaulting what should yeah. be a, a, just an, a, an awkward, not great system. But the conservative mind is a reactionary fucking nightmare of blackness. And if yeah. they aren't doing this, they find another thing. They're always yeah. fucking mad at shit it's, that they can't control. Yeah. All the parents right now, uh, right now are mad at CRT and masking and other things because they're bad fucking parents. They are bad parents. If you go talk to teachers and you go talk to principals, you go talk to school boards, all you hear is, yes, the fucking assholes screaming before the pandemic were bad parents. They're bad people and bad parents and shitty at what they fucking do. And they get mad at everything around them instead of taking the slightest bit of fucking personal responsibility. But that's all this shit is. And they just go from subject, whether it is school books or it is black people in schools or it's Latino people in fucking schools or it's not enough guns in schools. Or it doesn't gay, matter what in the fuck it is. Gay, yeah. Gay people, they, they just... The, Fucking scream because everything isn't the way they want it to be, much the way my child used to scream when he was four. Their minds are fucking simple, pickled little shit things. It's just amazing for the most, the people in the most spoiled race to sell, to victimize, victimize constantly, constantly. It's it's a that's how we got the Holocaust because these little fucking babies are victims and they start killing people. They are because they're scared because they never yes they never go away. They're little baby people. They this shit this reactionary shit never fucking stops. It's a relenting nonstop battle to try desperately to get them to behave for 20 years so we can live in some sort of existence and then it goes back to their fucking shit and they want to kill people and they're fucking screaming again and it's it's relentlessly unstoppable. I know. It, it, it is, man, it is fucking impossible. Little pig people. And, and, and I mean, we are, <laughs> and we are, you know, we're not at the worst of it. I no. mean, that's what's fucking crazy. We're not. Like we're, you know, we are we are just heating the pan. Like y- when you see I mean, it's just again, I mean, you know, when you when 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 you get frustrated with the Democrats, it's because you should be fucking slam dunking on this yeah, shit. Yeah, slam dunking. This is and, a slam and, fucking dunk. And the only thing you slam and, dunk on is the left. But this is a slam and, dunk. But but you are. You're dealing... Like, when you look at, like, the DeSantis shit, like, you know, the, the reason why the guy is so scary is not because he is clearly corrupt, evil, racist, you, you know, homophobic, like, whatever, homophobic, whatever you want to put you know, on it, it's that he's got a bunch of people convinced that he's not a bad guy. And so to some of these, to some, to some conservatives, they're like, Trump, I don't know, it's getting, but DeSantis is, and you even hear like liberals be like, he would be better than Trump. No. Like it's that, and these are all the problems. I mean, and it, you know, again, I mean, it is to your point, it's just like, it's a shitload of white people who are just, it's easy to not know how affected when you're rich and you're white it's very easy to not know how people's lives are affected and when you lean conservative yeah you are like i mean it's just a 
The, the conservative thing is that people are like, oh, but like David Frum is 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 he he's against Trump, right? But he's yeah. also for like exterminating people at the border. He also was a hundred percent behind a war that just fucking killed a million people yeah. for no I goddamn mean, fucking reason. You can't, like, you just can't. They are monsters. The, They're all yes, fucking monsters. We, we have norm. We have normalized the people who started the Iraq war yes. on a level that is. Uh, uh, I, you uh, we're never we're never going to be able we're never going to be able to get it back. Liz Cheney's not your friend. She's a fucking skin-eating demon. They all are. They're not your friends. There are no good ones. The good Republicans are the ones like uh, John McCain. And by that, I mean he's no longer here. Well, uh, guys, we will uh, we'll be on tour. Uh, yeah, no. I, I, you know, I mean... I don't know. I, you know, I mean, I guess it's... What the fuck? What the fuck? We're just all waiting for the spark... His, and then I mean, history, actually... history really is just a series of of right wing people flipping out. That's all it is. Yeah. And people trying to people trying to save their lives. And right now, the entire planet is controlled by right wing capitalism. Uh, if you're left wing, you're not a capitalist and you're just getting uh, harmed. And, you know, we can look at our 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 friends in South America who have uh, been overthrowing right wing governments in like Chile and and uh, Bolivia. And, and then... they also have. Tons of lithium underneath their feet, and they're all going to be destroyed by the CIA and the American yeah, government, the and they're going to live in fucking concentration camps because this is a cycle. And if there's good shit under your feet in the ground, they're going to fucking kill you if you're a leftist. That's how it fucking works. And everybody in America will sit around and think it's really cool because they have great cars, great electric cars. Well, yeah, we'd be. Well, I mean, and and that to that point, it's because you're, you know, you're going to turn on the fucking, you know, the news, and they're going to be talking about, uh, you know, Ivanka's clothing line or or whatever the fuck. I mean, just stuff, you know, just stuff that. Sure, not saying it doesn't matter. Not saying, but but they. I mean, the queen is a fucking good Holy example. Shit. How often can you report on a fucking? Dead, She's almost a hundred year old. She's dead. She's you, dead. There's you nothing to, new. You There's no drive news. Her, you don't need to drive her through the city. She's dead. It's officially, it's officially not a newsmaker anymore. Th- when someone dead. can't breathe. She died. There's no more news coming out of the Queen story. Yeah, that's it. She's gone. That's okay. Two weeks ago, sure. There, you could have told me there was a story about the Queen. Oh, probably would have been relevant. Wait, Gareth, she's done. You, Gareth, you need to celebrate the lady who had a fucking birthday basically every day of her fucking life and had fucking. Yeah. $500 billion diamonds put Boy, in her fucking forehead. I mean, do, like, what? Do, I, I, you know, you've got to be, I mean, they, <laughs> you got to shake your head if you're in these positions. you got to be like, I mean, we have fucking fencing up to stop the rioters, and they're actually throwing flowers at it. <laughs> like, what a bunch of fucking morons. I watched you know, today, I watched today Let's an old hug man. the warden. I watched today an old man. Who had a sign written on a piece of paper. He'd clearly just written it. And it said, I have no king. And I watched eight policemen moving him off the sidewalk. Wow. What? Yeah. Well, the UK is the UK. I mean, yeah. That's the the UK. That was the UK. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. Okay. So there's your priorities. We get it. There's no other problems going on. That guy. No. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what that's what this shit Signs. is. That's what this shit Signs. is. It's just fucking ridiculous. But now we have to go. Now we have to go through another wing, another wave here in America of right wing hysteria, uh, hysteria, giant yeah. babies throwing shits like just what we just fucking heard about. 
It just yeah. it's it's the election day again in 1947. That's what we get to go through because a bunch of people are throwing a fucking fit. It's just exhausting. They're fucking exhausting. There are no good yeah. Republicans. Stop it. They don't exist. A lot of Democrats aren't good either, by the way. Sorry. Um, well, I mean, I guess we uh, should probably just stop recording now. Um, feels like... Do you want to just... Do you want to just drive to each other's houses and cuddle? Mm. Let's do it in a park. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Love it. And then we'll go Love wilding. It. Great. Great. Oh, man. Well, pizza. Wow. Out. <laughs> wow. Uh, God damn.